Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and people in attendance at home, from parts unknown, here are your hosts, Jason Turtleneck Hilton and legendary luchador, Gringo Fantastico. It is now time for Headlines, Headlocks, and Hijinks. So, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to this episode of Headlines, Headlocks, and Hijinks, episode two with your host, Jason the Turtleneck Hilton and... Legendary luchador, Gringo Fantastico. Oh, yeah, very sleepy Gringo Fantastico. (laughs) But I'll try to get a little more lively as we go. Sounds good, sounds good. So, firstly, the one thing I finally caught up on was SmackDown from last week and the autograph signing. Yeah, God. I gotta be honest... I didn't fully understand what Sammy did that was so heinous. He had a trial against him. I don't know. Until the, the only thing I can find is during the contract signing at the very end, when Sammy comes in to save everybody by the end of the whole thing, to the best of my knowledge, Kevin Owens, a had not signed, not Kevin Owens, Jesus Roman Reigns had not signed the contract. Yeah. And when Sammy looked at the contract, he had that look of, oh no, oh no, what, what, uh, what? And I don't know. Which I, I know that's not quite how legal contracts work, <laughs> but it is wrestling where wrestling I guess if you're Sean, yeah, I guess if you're Sean Michaels and you won in WrestleMania, you just super kick the then winner of the Royal Rumble and sign your own name. <laughs> Which, like, Fuck Sean Michaels. Okay, um, that that's not how the law works or anything, but whatever. Oh, fuck Shawn Michaels, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, like I said, it's, it's episode two, and I'm going to say it again. I hated Shawn <laughs> Michaels so much, like every time. I hated him as a face. I hated him as a heel. I hated him when he wasn't even on the show. That is why I chose him as my example of legally he's not working in wrestling. Thanks for thanks for getting my blood boiling. I'm awake now. <laughs> that and this pitch black bullshit. The Mountain Dew pitch black match soda. <laughs> I did that on purpose. <laughs> Just for laughs, speaking of that, I found a website. Now I'm not gonna say who it is because if we're ever sponsored by a gambling website, I'd love to be able to just say who. Yeah, that'd be but, nice. It, it, I found odds on the Royal Rumble matches. Okay. And oh God! For for those who don't know how gambling works, minus everything is set to a hundred dollars. So if you see minus one twenty five, it means you have to bet a hundred dollars to win a hundred and twenty five dollars. If you see plus two fifty, you have to bet one hundred dollars to win two hundred and fifty dollars. So, yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> For the Bray Wyatt versus LA Knight, Bray Wyatt is a minus 1,000 favorite to oh LA God. Knight plus 500. And let's remember, we don't even know what the match is. Yeah, like what the... Uh, I, don't, I don't know. Like maybe they're just going to be wrestling in a giant fucking <laughs> pool of pitch black Mountain Dew. Well, going back to wrestling legalese, that seems like a terrible strategy to go into a match and you admittedly, the what, 
six days before the match don't know the rules to your own match. Yeah, it doesn't make any... I don't know what the hell is going on over there. But this is the worst goddamn writing I've ever seen in my life. Aside from, like, the Bloodline stuff, which is pretty cool. But, like, no, yeah. like, le- leading into the Rumble, like, there's, it's, like, almost as if all their writers, they got them all together and it's like, everybody do this Bloodline thing. And they're, and everything else we can just deal with as it goes. And then there's a guy in the back that's like, but what about the Rumble? We got to shut up, you're fired. Right. Bloodline. <laughs> and, and so that, you know, I don't know. Like I said, I don't know what the hell this pitch black Mountain Dew bullshit is. It's probably them wrestling in a fucking kiddie pool of Mountain Dew, as far as I know. <laughs> you know, sure, all I not? know is it's not good for LA Knight's fucking career. And it's turning it this this Bray Wyatt like resurgence return into a fucking joke. I'm hoping we just here's my best case scenario for this whole thing. LA Knight gets through this whole thing. He gets to wash the stink off of him in his next program, oh, and sure. we just pretend this never happened. Or they're gonna put him in the Wyatt Six or whatever the hell it is. Oh God, please no. They're gonna. We're, they're gonna we're already probably up. getting Alexa Bliss back. Please, no. I'm okay with the like Alexa Bliss. I loved Alexa Bliss when she was weird and evil and goth and hot. Like I was okay with that. Like you know, goth chicks are great. <laughs> <laughs> um, God bless them. Uh, but uh, like, like in the Rumble a couple of years ago, Alexa Bliss came into the Rumble and she was like all evil and shit. And like all the participants in the Rumble like stopped dead in their tracks and like all came after her. Like that was one of the coolest moments. And it really got her character over. And I, I liked her character because of that. Yeah. But, but that's not how they're going to do it this time. They got freaking uh, D. Snyder running around. <laughs> uh, Ca- Captain Howdy running around with uh, uh, whatever the hell he's doing. It's just Bo Dallas. We all know at this point. They just need to take the fucking mask off. But like you said, it's whatever he's doing. Like, I don't know what's happening. I don't know. I don't know if Bray Wyatt and Uncle Howdy get along. Yeah, because now they're like, I am Captain Howdy. Wait, I'm not Captain Howdy. And then the then then and then we get Yeah, I don't know. Well, I'll talk we'll talk about it when we get into Raw, but like, man, holy shit. Like SmackDown right. was confusing. And yeah, like you're saying, back to the bloodline thing with, with Sammy, like who the f- the fuck is going like he didn't do anything wrong. Right. Like, I, like he was told to get the cars running. What's the problem? You know what I think happened? This is just, this is me as a storyteller and me as like what I would do in that situation. Um, because the, the, what they did was still fine. But I think what happened was they were planning on doing that, that uh, acknowledge the tribal chief thing. And they were going to have all the, you know, all the members of their family come in, like they had said before. And the rock was going to show up. But I think the rock probably couldn't make it like something happened and he couldn't make it so they had to completely redo this segment and which is why they did that and i i think that's what happened honestly that's probably what happened yeah so, and so there was like a quick like we need to write this and do something we don't know what the hell like because the rock can't be here so let's and then they did it fell flat because they didn't have enough time to to do it and that's probably what it was it seems i did see for whatever reason afa sika and rikishi couldn't make it as well like Mm. afa and sika are getting up there in age so i could see like hey just 
yeah. health wise, we couldn't do it. Yeah, they're like like office like what ninety, something like that. Seek is probably pretty damn close. Man, and Rikishi, I don't know. He's probably hanging out with Gangrel somewhere. Because <laughs> Rikishi and Gangrel, I think they have a wrestling school together. I actually, I got to see Gangrel wrestle not long ago. Yeah. I did not know how big that man was. Yeah, he's a big guy. He's a big boy. Yeah. Which is amazing when you see him next to everybody and just go, eh, he's average. Like, whatever. <laughs> He's the most famous wrestler at Halloween time. Because I'm sure every, him and Kevin Thorne. That's I'm the thing. Sure. All the indie promoters, at least the ones around here, all try to book that match. Gangrel they, and Thorne? Oh, yes, they all try to do a Gangrel Thorne like, versus Thorne, like some gimmicky casket match bullshit. They try to do it every time. Every I, year, I, there's some asshole being like, we're going to try to get there. And I'm like, yeah, okay, so you and everyone else, like... <laughs> That's the perfect time for those two guys to make a lot of money in a bidding war. You know, <laughs> I don't even think oh, I've, Kevin I've worked myself wrestles. into wanting Ariel to be in the Royal Rumble. <laughs> That'd be nice. I don't I, I don't think she was she left on very good terms with them. No. And from every interview I've heard, she basically um, she got into a fight with Batista. She got into a fight with Randy Orton. Who didn't at that time? Yeah. Randy Orton was was very cringe at that point. Very, very punchable, I believe, was the word. Yeah. But j- just for laughs, with the bloodline in mind, who do you think is the favorite to get the most eliminations in the Royal Rumble this year, according to this betting website? Who do I think? Yep. Uh, Solo. Sokoa. Yep, Solo is the favorite over Brock Lesnar, over Cody Rhodes. I don't know about being more than Lesnar. No. No. And Lesnar's just for less, throw a bunch of people out just because. The top two favorites for the most eliminations in the women's Royal Rumble. Who do you think number one is? Not Rhea the Ripley. winner, but who's going to eliminate the most? Rhea Ripley, probably. Yep. And number two, we have Raquel Rodriguez. I'm sorry. I. Raquel's fine. You know, she's a she's a decent enough worker. I just don't give a shit. You know, like they haven't written her to to where I give a shit. You know? I wish I wish she would stop smiling and saying just all that clearly scripted stuff that you're obviously not the one who came up with it. <sighs> yeah. Like that's she was every that's everybody in, in there though. Yeah. Like she was fine in NXT when it was I'm a badass and I'm going to do badass things. Yeah, she was great in, in, in NXT. She had a different name. Because she was like yeah, it Ra- wasn't Raquel Rodriguez. Gonzalez? Then. She was Gonzalez then, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, why did they change your name? They just gave her another, like, random Hispanic last name when she moved to the to the roster, to the main roster. Why would they even do that? We all knew who the hell she was. It's not like it was a big Most fucking even secret. Liked her. Yeah, it wasn't a big fucking <laughs> secret. You know, like we right. turned Tuesday night, we knew, like there she was. And then... Like she's she's not only owned by a... She's not only working for a promotion you own, she's on a network that Raw is on. Right, yeah. I don't understand that. The thing, it's the same shit with... Uh, God, they did that with... They did that with someone else too. And I can't remember, like, it was like they just changed their name. 
And like, I'm honestly surprised they let, uh, if Triple H wouldn't have been there, I'm sure that Vince would have changed, uh, what's his face? Uh, the big the serial killer guy. Oh, um, Dexter Loomis. Dexter Loomis, yes. They would change his name to like something like, hey, pal. You know, his name would have been like, <laughs> murder pal. <laughs> That's good <laughs> shit. No, it would have been Jason Kruger. Jason it would have just been Jason Krueger. <laughs> yeah. Or or yeah. Freddie Voorhees, because Freddie, we can see the face. Yeah, Freddie. That's good shit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That that seems yeah, but they they do that all the time and I don't get it. It's one thing to change their name as they go into NXT. Like I still don't understand Braun Breaker. I no. still don't we all fucking know that he's a Steiner. We all know. It's not even like he hides it. The man no. barks on the way to the ring. Dude, they did a fucking dinner or that dinner for table for three or whatever episode <laughs> with him and his dad and his uncle. They, they, they actually just put him on there as the Steiners. Yeah. And they were he even making them. fun of his fucking name. Yeah. Like he there. inducted them. Like we don't fucking know. Uh, right. I hate how they insult the intelligence. Oh, well, whatever. They're going to continue to do that, and I'm not going to be able to do anything about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, on SmackDown, was, was a, I'm glad it wasn't the go-home show for the Rumble. Got a, a, Yeah, this did nothing to really get me interested in the Rumble. No, and they still haven't announced. Like, we'll go into Raw, but they still haven't announced all the women. Like, I know they're not going to announce, like, maybe five of them or ten of them. But they haven't even announced, like, 15 of them. I think they only have announced ten of them. No. In fact, we're going to stick to SmackDown, but I was looking at the betting sheet. Half the people on here are NXT names or people who don't even work for the company. <laughs> they quite literally have Soraya down here as what? a possible win for the Royal Rumble. They have Sasha Banks as a win for the Royal Rumble. Like, what? Are we that out of names? <laughs> like, I know you're a betting website, but you just have no earthly idea who else works there. They have. Tiffany Stratton is on here as a possible what? win. I'd still, I would still fucking mark out explode if Tessa Blanchard entered the Rumble. That would I don't be give, amazing. I don't give a shit. When, I mean, yeah, she did some gnarly shit, but I, as a worker... Like, I don't care. I mean, I, it's awful, like, backstage stuff, whatever. But I don't read the dirt sheets. I just, you know, hear stuff occasionally. But as a performer, as a character, I loved Tessa Blanchard. She was great. And I've told you that before. Like, I, You know, so it would be cool. I doubt they're going to do it because she's kind of cringe. <laughs> well, if you're going to preach, I'll be the choir because I agree wholeheartedly. So, yeah. Um, but, I mean, they do. They've got, why the fuck would they have Soraya on there? I don't know. It just it doesn't make any sense that like maybe Mickey James I can see like them bringing she her wasn't in on again. the list. <laughs> she should be though because they brought her in last year and she was an impact, you know, and they clearly let her come in, you know, and so she'll she'll be in it again. She should win. I was honestly. I was thinking but... we might have Camille. Who who's Camille? From NWA, she was um Nick Aldis's bodyguard. And oh, her whole yeah, stick was yeah, that yeah. she didn't speak. Yeah. You'll probably see a couple of NWA people come in to these both the rumbles, I think. They're all jumping ship real quick. <laughs> yeah. 
especially the women. Oh, oh like, yeah. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> Can't blame them. No, that was so. SmackDown had the tag team tournament. Oh God! Which happened? The first match was fine. I loved the first match. The fucking Sheamus and Drew against looked, the Vikings. The Viking Raiders looked strong as shit. Yes, they looked great. Drew and Sheamus looked great. I don't like Drew and Sheamus as a tag team. I think it's dumb. I was yeah. shocked they took Drew out for that long. Yeah, like Drew was out for a goodly beginning of that match. Yeah, I don't know. I really like what they've done with uh, with uh, Sarah, um, Sarah Logan, Valhalla. Yeah, I like that. That's really cool. That tag team looks like a bunch of badasses that could kick your ass again. Yes, and yes, I like they that. do. There's rumors that the authors of Pain are coming back. I would be just fine with that. Oh, me too. I, I love, I love, love the guys. authors of Pain. Yeah, they should come back with Paul Ellering, I think, but that's just my opinion. That um, was the rumor I heard that Paul Ellering was coming as well. Good. Maybe <laughs> they'll be in the Rumble. Um, but no, yeah, that that tag team tournament was because what oh, there was that match. That match was really good. And then what were the other matches they had? It was there was Los Lotharios versus Hit Row. Oh God, which didn't really not much happened outside of the commercials. So. Yeah. Hit Row went, went over on that one, didn't they? Yes, they did. Yeah. It was actually... So, both of Lotharios dive to the outside and they hit Hit Row, which is fun English, and <laughs> as they run in, uh, who was it? B-Fab just grabs Umberto's foot and then he gets hit with a roll-up and a win. Like, you just did a suicide dive and took this guy out. That's all it took was a roll up to beat you. Ugh, God, I. But I'm it's sorry. WWE. We live in the roll up world. I do not like hit row. I, <laughs> I I've never had a chance to to like hit row. They were fine when Swerve was the leader, and they all stood in the background. It's because Swerve but, is talented. Yeah, the other but that members was it. are like, not. <laughs> You guys were best as background players. Like, I even have on here top dollars reading Michael Cole the Riot Act. Like, everyone made fun of you for falling. Everyone. You know, he's trying to own it. I got to give him credit for that. He's trying to, like, make the best out of that situation. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, and, and you know, that's not fair to say they're not talented. They're talented. It's just they're not as talented as Swerve. And whatever they're doing just isn't working. Like, they need a new thing of some sort. I think they need to go back to NXT, to be honest. I think they need a hell of a lot of more work and development. You know what? I said that a lot about Nia Jax when she was on the main roster. I I think we should say that about Hit Row, too. Yeah, Nia Jax still, if she was in there, would need to go back to developmental. They brought her up way too quick. Oh, yeah. She was oh, hurting, yeah. hurting everyone. I mean, it's probably um, the best thing that ever happened to Becky Lynch, but... Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. And when she busted her open. Yes. Yeah. And there was that great sign of her, not sign, but that great scene of her doing the whole, oh, yeah, right. <laughs> Sorry, my cat wants attention. No, it's all right. I got, I have five cats. I get it. They're, they're, they're definitely uh, attention seeking animals. Right. I love, I love cats, though. 
Then we had Ridge Holland and Butch versus Imperium. That was the guy I was talking about thinking about earlier, Butch. Yeah, who used to be Pete Dunn. Why the fuck didn't you just bring him in as Pete Dunn? We all know. No idea. Like we same, I don't Dunn. get I don't we I don't get why we kind of dressed him like a Dickensian street urchin. <laughs> I don't I don't know. I was like, is this guy like in that newsies show or something? Like he looks like he's <laughs> in Disney's newsies. Um but just just like the newsie that they had to take off of the movie because he was too violent. <laughs> um yeah, because I love I love Pete Dunn. He's great. He's fun. You know, fun to watch it, and he's butch. I'm like, okay. And Same I haven't thing. seen him really work the fingers like he used to. That was no. such a cool thing of just, yeah, fingers. I get it. That hurts. Yeah, and that was like his big gimmicky thing. He worked all the joints and the fingers and stuff like that. Itchy mustache. <laughs> um, so and... for those wondering, there is a mustache under the mask. There is. <laughs> Little one. <laughs> Um. Yeah. So there was, and it was it was uh, who was it was it was Seamus and or not Seamus? Yeah, it was the brawling brutes versus who? Against Legato del Fantasma. Yeah. Okay. And Legato went over, didn't they? Yes. And I didn't notice this until this is my first time actually seeing the maximum male models because usually it just says maximum male models and my finger instinctually does that. (laughs) Mansoor. Their their outfits look terrible. Aren't they wearing like slacks or some bullshit? Well, Mansoor was wearing like a see-through mesh shirt and then I don't even know how to describe the pants the other guy was wearing, but it was like torn jeans but torn way too high if if you wanted to have a tag team like that why the fuck did you fire brizongo yes you know what i mean it's the same goddamn thing bring back brizongo because they're actually fun to watch these two right. guys i could give two shits about they might be talented but they aren't built enough for me to give a crap especially <laughs> when max dupree you know like they had la knight come in as max dupree that's another example like and uh I don't know. This seems like a bitch fest, but I mean, it's WWE. It's really easy. They right. don't. They don't make it difficult to be bitchy about the product. <laughs> um. Okay. And then the last there was what was there was one more tag match, right? Uh no, that was it. That, that was, was it. all the tag matches. So in the next round of this tournament, that's supposed to end on Friday. Uh, is we're getting gonna... Sheamus and Drew against oh. Who do we get? Against Hit Row. Uh, Hit Row. Oh, yeah, that's going to be a fight. Now. And we get Imperium versus Legato. So I would be fine seeing Imperium versus Seamus and Drew. That would be fun. Like, that be if good. that's where we're going with this, I, I get that I have to slog through a lot of garbage to get there, but. I'd be fine seeing that match. And doesn't the winner of this tournament take on the Usos or the Rumble? Yes. So who do you think will go? Uh, do you think the Imperium will go over Sheamus or Drew? Do you think Sheamus and Drew are going to go against the Usos? Did you know they're not going to give Sheamus and Drew the titles over the Usos? I would I would like to see Imperium. That'd be like, fun. 
I would like to see that. And then we have the possibility of Imperium having all of the gold. Yeah. And maybe the final test for Sammy is everyone in the bloodline has to leave with their belts. <laughs> yeah. Because we also don't know what his final test is. And Sammy was told not to be on SmackDown. Uh, here's for Sammy when in the Rumble. <laughs> <laughs> Your next test is you have to win the Rumble. <laughs> or 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 it'll be something weird like Solo Sokoa and Sammy will be the entries one and two. And he'll have oh, to that... get by Solo or something. No, that's a good idea. I'm fine with that. I mean, that'd be okay. And then Sammy wins. <laughs> or or Roman's like, you have to sacrifice yourself in the Rumble or something like that and to Solo or whatever and and Sammy ends up accidentally tossing him out. <laughs> <laughs> like just falls at the very end when they go to give him the boot. <laughs> Someone's trying to throw him out. Sammy runs up like the Warrior Hogan thing. Yes. Sammy runs up to try to knock him out and ends up pushing pushing him out instead of saving him. <laughs> Except he doesn't run to the back having a tantrum. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> and really just what a weird move of he just had a tantrum. That grown-up muscle-bound man just had a temper tantrum. <laughs> yeah. So, and then at the end, that was the contract signing of SmackDown. Where Roman never signed and Sammy looked terrified when he saw the contract. And we don't know why. Which Maybe it was, a, maybe it was like a stipulation thing or something. I could see. Maybe Sammy is guest referee, something like that. Yeah. Oh, fuck. That'd be great. That would be great if they did that. Well, that's the ultimate test. He has to. Because, yeah, yeah, everything I'm seeing is what if Kevin Owens replaced his name with Sammy Zayn? Like, well, that doesn't make sense. The man just got his title match. I don't know. I don't know. That would be cool. That's a good idea, though, having Sammy have to be the special guest referee for the match and. Sammy's like, oh shit, no, I have to, you know. I have to betray my friend and help out Roman at the same time. Yeah. It wouldn't be it wouldn't be any different than any of the other weird shit they're trying to do. That would be the mo- one that makes the most sense. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else that was uh Um the Firefly Funhouse was back. Yeah. Um there was a Charlotte Flair promo where she and Sonya got into it and that was it. And Karrion Cross spoke. He came out and yelled at Rey Mysterio for no reason. Yeah. Because we still don't understand why he's mad at Rey Mysterio. And I so hate to put it that way, but yeah, I don't know why you're mad at Rey that he's not helping his son yet somehow is leaving his son alone. I don't know. I don't understand what they're doing Karrion Cross right now either. And I don't think I ever said this on the podcast, but he looks just like Constantine from the Netflix show or from Legends of Tomorrow. He does. It's the hair. It's the weird it hair and, and the jacket and the tie. And the unbuttoned and collared shirt. Yeah. And you know, sometimes he's wearing a tie. Gary Cross must be like, I don't know, he's supposed to be a little scarier than that. This guy just looks like a fucking insurance salesman with a bad attitude. You know what I mean? That's what he looks like. 
Like the insurance adjuster shows up and you just go, oh, shit. Ah, like, oh, fuck now. It's carrying cross. <laughs> you know, carrying, carrying bad news. <laughs> so We're definitely getting that roof claim tonight. Jesus. Uh, yeah, so that's SmackDown. Uh, then was there anything I, notable I, on Rampage? Did you watch Rampage? Because I did not. Last week, um, I threw away all my notes because we had talked about it already, but no, <laughs> like okay. I don't, there was nothing too memorable about it that I still have in my head. Okay. I, I did try to slog through NXT oh. just because I, I kept hearing how bad it was. I wanted to go back and check on the ones I loved and th- just save yourself. It's not good. Other, The only thing I really enjoyed was Tiffany Stratton looks fantastic, and I have an odd feeling she's going to be really, really good in the future, just not yet. Yeah. Um, they have Duke Hudson, Andre Chase, and Thea Hale doing the whole I'm in college thing. <laughs> yeah. And other than the overacting, it's just completely forgettable. I don't um, know. Ivy Nile looks are. fantastic, but it, nothing much else. She's She sounds way too her voice is way too high pitched and all the girls look very interchangeable like all the ladies look very interchangeable i can't tell who's who except for like and then like we were talking about before there's like two people named valkyrie like taya taya valkyrie leaves and now they've got someone valkyria or some bullshit if you wanted a valkyrie should have left taya valkyrie in there Taya Valkyrie, whatever her name is. Yeah, it was Taya. Taya Taraya. Taya Taya Saraya Saraya. You know, who fucking knows? <laughs> um, Apollo <laughs> Cruz and Carmelo Hayes confronted each other in a barber shop that apparently Apollo Cruz went into Camar- Carmelo Hayes's favorite barber shop and just sat in his chair. They're this, feuding over a barber shop chair now. This is that's fucking stupid. Yeah. Uh, Carmelo Hayes, wasn't he in Hit Row? No. No, he was he not. Was, I thought he was in Hit Row at one point, like way back. If he was, I have forced it out of my memory. I don't, like I said, I don't know, like, like with Hit Row, I didn't get to see them enough to to really recognize, like, I know the big dude because he fell, because he <laughs> had that awful jump, and that's all I know about Hit Row. I think it was always B-Fab, Ashanti the Adonis, and then, yeah, that that that, that is the look right there. Car- Carmelo Hayes was with another group or something, though, wasn't he? He is with Trick Williams right now. Like prior to, though, he was with somebody, I think. I don't fucking know anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I think that maybe it's the, instead of playing nxt they should just have a giant dumpster on fire and then every 11 minutes they do a commercial break and then come back to that same dumpster burning yeah i think that it would be more entertaining than nxt right now i guess you could you could actually have you know if you like just like not had grayson waller running around and just had braun breaker like doing a goldberg thing where he's just smashing people like i'd be okay with that that was the other one. They had Grayson Waller start a fight with Braun Breaker in the Performance Center, 
And on Instagram, everyone recorded it and went live. So it was crazy. Then during the show, Breaker, he goes to spear Waller, but he goes through the barricade and knocks himself out. That's twice now Braun Breaker has knocked himself out hearing Grayson Waller. What did they do, forget? Like, did they forget they already wrote that spot like the week before or something? Right. They're like, or they're trying to like, they're trying to make him, when he, when they bring him on to the, up to the main roster, they're going to like make him like like a, a cartoon character that's CTE or something. It's probably what they're doing. God. Or, or I could picture they're going to have Miro come back and Braun Breaker as partners and their whole thing is their neck hurts. <laughs> Please just get Braun Breaker out of that goddamn Grayson Waller storyline. Bring him up to the main <laughs> roster. Let him smash the Miz a bunch and then put him in the title picture like he should be to begin with. He's yes. probably the best looking athlete in the entire goddamn WWE. Um, He's one and- of the few people I believe in. Well, it's like, uh, yeah, because uh, we'll get in when we get, we'll hop into Raw and we'll talk about Raw because I had some qualms. Actually, there's some, like George Carlin used to say, "I don't, I don't have pet peeves. I have major psychotic fucking hatreds." <laughs> <laughs> and and mine happened to all be on Monday Night Raw, so you know. Um, so the so. end of NXT was. Toxic attraction are snipping at each other. Okay. And at a contract signing, it's Roxanne Perez in the middle, Gigi Dolan and JC Jane just doing the whole it's your fault. Well, we're not the best. I've always been better than you. You'd be nothing without me. Then they smile at each other and put Roxanne through a table. That's it. That sounds to me like they're you know that that whole thing, it's really funny, but it sounds exactly like the whole women's thing in AEW, like with Soraya and, and Tony Storm. And yeah. like, I don't know. It sounds a lot like that. Or it sounds, it sounds more like when, when we thought Britt, uh, Britt Baker and, and Jamie Hayter were going to have a feud. And then and all then of a sudden they're like, didn't. we're friends. Let's hug it out. And then they beat the shit out of Soraya or whatever. You know? <laughs> That's kind of what that reminds me of. Well, yeah, that was NXT that I probably will not be forcing myself through many more times. So in the spirit of NXT, next. <laughs> <laughs> That's so bad. I feel bad. I will say the I best. bad about it. Hmm? I will say the best intro video I think they have is NXT level up. Because it's all the stars like Becky Lynch when she first debuted in NXT versus now Charlotte when she first debuted <laughs> and seth rollins and you just okay this is the next crop this is the next group of people who's going to lead us into the future this is a problem though this is a big problem (laughs) uh yeah well the one guy that was in uh who was in florida championship wrestling or whatever before it became nxt who should have been been like the biggest damn star in the world right now but he got hurt was Richie Steamboat. Yes. Richie was Steamboat so was so good. And then he got hurt. You know, he was he was a great worker like his dad. Like he inherited pretty much Ricky Steamboat's work, you know, work ethic. And it was it was just and, and his talent and everything else. And then he got hurt. 
It was so bad when they had Ricky Steamboat back on Raw and he still did a better arm drag than anybody. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It it reminded me so much of Eddie Murphy when he co host, not co host, guest hosted Saturday Night Live and he broke Pete Davidson just with comedy (laughs) until finally Pete Davidson goes, Why'd you bring this guy back to remind everyone how good this show used to be? (laughs) Oh. Damn. Which was a weird thing to say if you want to renew a contract, but I don't think he cares. <laughs> Isn't he still like sucking up Kim Kardashian money at this point? Uh, they broke up, and I saw a headline that he had removed a Kim Kardashian tattoo from his body. And I quickly remembered I don't care, so I scrolled down. <laughs> you can't say shit like that when I have a mouthful of stuff. It's gonna come out my fucking nose. <laughs> Uh, but it's okay because on a lot of Kim Kardashian pictures, people remember they do care, so they scroll down. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so you, you had qualms about Raw, dude. Okay, so I will say Raw Thirty or Raw Triple X, you know, but they couldn't afford John Holmes, so we got stuck with. Uh, now they couldn't re- resurrect John Holmes, and they couldn't bust. Uh, What's his nuts out of jail? So no raw triple X. Um, <laughs> oh, what's the, I don't even know. Ron Jeremy, that's what I'm thinking of. So, okay, so they're raw 30 was good and bad. I mean, there were really good things that happened on raw 30, like the biker taker. I, I will have to say that he did not look like a spry and he didn't look, you know, I mean, he, it was fine though, because I liked. I liked. It was nice to see the biker taker again. And seen him in like forever. Um, I wonder if in the contract it said, "I want to be seated as much as possible to include going to and from the ring." <laughs> and they thought we can either get the golf carts from WrestleMania three, or, or resurrect a, biker taker. You know, like my wife and I were watching it. And she had pointed something out that I thought was kind of interesting. <laughs> like when Undertaker was trying to leave. If you watch it, he was trying to leave and he couldn't get the, he didn't know how to start the bike. Yeah, it looked like it was taking him a while. Like someone in the crowd, like on the front row, was like pointing to something at him, like <laughs> trying to tell him how to turn his bike on. And my wife's like, ah, that's fucking stupid. I'm like, uh, damn it. Um, yeah, so that segment was fine. Um, I didn't understand because, well, under the biker taker being there was great. You know, he had a back and forth with, with uh, Bray Wyatt and L.A. Knight. With L.A. Knight, and which was funny because I saw something where where uh, L.A. Knight and the Undertaker had both been managed by Percy Pringle at one point in their careers, which was kind of neat. That's a good bit of trivia. Yeah, um, which was weird. The timing on that was weird because I was like, "How L.A. Knight's not that old?" Like, and I don't, I can't remember how long it's been since. Paul Bear bit it, but Percy Pringles, Paul Bear, by the way. I just want to let everybody know. Um, if you didn't know, which if you didn't know, then I, I don't know where you've been under a rock. But um and then Bray Wyatt came out and stuff didn't make any sense. And then the Undertaker whispered some sweet nothings into his ear. If you have a chance, my favorites have been people editing the <laughs> that part and just what did he say? I saved 15% or more on my car insurance by switching to Geico. If you're ever riding a motorcycle. 
Yeah. If you could ever start your motorcycle and be in my yard. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. I was thinking, remember the, uh, the episode of family guy where Peter Griffin is like, it's like, it's supposed to be like the sixth sense. He's laying in bed and he whispers, he's like, you can get good prices at a decent meal at, at Pete's <laughs> house of munch. That's what, that's what I thought at first when I saw that. I said, that's what he's saying to him. He's telling him to go to big, big Pete's house of munch. <laughs> I feel, I feel so insanely bad when I first saw that movie, I ruined it. <laughs> and, and real quick, spoilers in five, four, three, two, one. So watching the movie, we get like 30 minutes in and finally I say, how come no one else talks to Bruce Willis? <laughs> and of course, everybody, what, what do you mean? Like, have you guys not noticed? No one is talking to Bruce Willis at Ooh. all. Just the kid. So you just figured it out like right off the bat. I didn't figure it out, but I just thought it was weird. Like Bruce is right next to his wife. Why don't they acknowledge each other? There's, yeah. Cause yeah. Cause I was just like, man, they just hate each other that much. Like, yeah. I mean, that's some cold hearted bullshit right there. Like, I've been in some bad relationships, but I still said, like, hey. Hi. Yeah, like, hey, how's it going? Yeah. Still the best relationship. I I didn't see the couple. I just saw the guy in line at McDonald's. And all he says is, do you still want a nice coffee or are you being a bitch again? <laughs> like, Who said chivalry is dead? <laughs> I think my wife said that same thing to me once. <laughs> oh so okay so the the biker tigger thing was cool we'll kind of go like up up to like worst part worst parts of the good to the best parts of the good um the segment with with dx and kurt angle which i I was weird that kurt angle was there anyway Um, and apparently is now sponsored by colgate (laughs) yeah and (laughs) and and then so the segment was fine like the jokes were fine you know, the, when they were like, yeah. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. They Kurt were PGDX. It. It, it was funny. You know, it was funny. Yeah. And and then the match started. And then it wasn't good anymore. But we'll get into that in just a second. Bloodline versus Judgment Day was a fucking great match. Yes, it was. It a was. good tag team match. I was into it. And a lot of time they lose me. Like, I'll watch it in chunks and kind of move through it. But that, I was glued to that entire match. It was so good. So good. You wanted Sammy to win. Like you wanted, they made you really care about him getting kicked out of the bloodline. Like you, and then he, he came to like when Sammy came in, he's like, I'll do this. I'll do this. I'll fight. Yes. And you're like, this is cool. Guy was in my living room being like, that's fucking awesome. My wife's like, what? And I go, dude, this is some damn good storytelling right here. This is great. (laughs) It's one of the best matches I've seen in 10 years. There was a single line that saved it for me because at first my thought was, okay, wait, so just if a tag team partner gets injured, that's it. They lose the title. When has that been a rule? But Adam Pierce flat out said, you know what? I did that for these guys. I'll do it for you because this is the same company that the next day on NXT was promoting the tag <laughs> team champions against Alba Fire. And that's it. <laughs> Like, but you're promoting the the tag champions facing a single person. That's established already. <laughs> but that single line was just all right. Good enough. You saved. Yeah, I was gonna say that that you made it make sense because that 
I'd never seen that before last week either. I'm like, when the fuck is this a thing? Like, and then it was like, oh, he can't continue, so you for you're gonna have to forfeit the titles. Like that's new, you know. Like, okay. Usually uh, they just stop the match, or you'd go in by yourself. Yeah. You know. So yeah, that was weird. But Sammy like got it. He's like, I'm gonna do this for the bloodline, and 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 uh, you know, like it makes me wonder. And oh, and so and so they'll get me into the next thing in a minute. So the tribal court segment was one of the best segments I've seen on Monday Night Raw in same in 10, 15 years. Like I haven't seen anything that good on there in that long. It was captivating. It kept me glued to what was going on. And I oh my God, when when uh was it was it Jimmy Uso or Jay? It was Jay. It was Jay. They're twins. I can't tell them apart. Um, <laughs> Jay comes to his rescue when Solo's about to give him the Samoan spike. Dude, that hit me in the feels. I was like, oh, my God. Like, this whole they were, the whole time where he didn't trust him, and he's the one that sticks up for him. Dude, I was like, oh, my God, this is wonderful. Like, it was nope, so good. I had, my, I had my jaw open. I was sure we were getting the Samoan spike, and then Jay came in, and I could even feel that wave of, Oh yes, he did it. Right. He saved him. Yep. You know what? I I I wonder it would be cool if it wasn't Sammy who was the insurgent or whatever. It was Jay Uso. That'd be, or even Jimmy as a jealousy because we had main event Jay for a while. Uh huh. Maybe maybe that's maybe that's what they're doing. Maybe like Jay is in on it with Sammy or, or something like. I did put a note in here. I know that Paul Heyman's father was a lawyer. I wonder if he had the same energy as Paul Heyman when he is in court. <laughs> that's why the ECW thing was great. It was just like, <laughs> ECW is dead. And that's what I wish Sami Zayn would be. <laughs> Whatever he said, I was like, damn. But It quickly became, that went further than I thought. And I was like, Jesus, dude. I was, but no, dude, that was wonderful. So one, and I wanted to start with the good before I got into the bad. Really, there was um, plenty of it. But uh, oh, dude, it was the best. Some of the best, not even just wrestling, but some of the best TV that I'd seen. And with that, it wouldn't have been as good unless, except for when Jay did that. Oh, I was looking through. I was looking through like some great raw moments. Not many of them are wrestling. Most of the great raw moments, like Stone Cold coming in in various vehicles. Yeah. <laughs> like those are all moments involving no wrestling. Yeah. Man, I there's I have several favorite raw moments, but my f- match as far as wrestling goes and Undertaker Jeff Hardy ladder match for the undisputed title is one of my favorite matches of all time. And the, emotionally I was emotionally vested in that match. Um, and there was Shawn Michaels versus Shelton Benjamin, which was just high flying to its perfection. I don't remember it because it was Shawn Michaels, so I probably didn't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> probably just shut it off. Um, Shawn Michaels to me is like most people were was with, like most people were with the Big Show when he went on. They would just turn the channel. Even though even The Rock said, "He's like, I'm gonna go take a leak. This guy sucks." <laughs> <laughs> That was always my joke about Elias is just here comes Elias. 
Yeah. I'm picturing that's you with Shawn Michaels just. And out comes HB. No, he doesn't. (laughs) I'm like that with the Miz, too. I don't care about the Miz. Like, Miz is fine. He's a fine worker. You know, he's a good heel. But I just don't care. Um, I I think the Miz is living the life I want. (laughs) He's been every champion there is, and he's married to Maurice. (laughs) God, um, I may hate you, but it may also be jealousy. (laughs) The... Aside from that Jeff Hardy Undertaker ladder match, my favorite match, which you can't talk about because it's so fucking faux pas with WWE, Chris Jericho and Chris Benoit, Benoit versus Triple H and Stone Cold for the tag team titles. The match where Triple H that was the match where Triple H tore his quad. Yes, dude, that match was fucking fire, dude. It was so good. Oh, especially when they started when the participants started doing commentary on it later on and Jericho even said, you know, I'm putting him in the walls of Jericho. We know something's wrong. Just, are you going to be okay? Yeah. And put him in. He's like, I'm not okay. I'm not okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure he sounded a lot manlier than that, but I'm picturing it's yeah, man, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. I am not fine. This is awful. It was such a good match though, man. That's it's a goddamn shame that Benoit did what he did because some of the best matches, wrestling matches they've had in WWE all involved Chris Benoit. Oh yeah, oh like yeah, all, all of them. Like, um, and it okay. really is one of those. Every year his name comes up for the Hall of Fame, and every year you have to go, no, absolutely not. They need to put Nancy in. I think. I would love to see Nancy in. Let her Nancy in, is put her in as would woman. Be great. She needs to be in. All the stuff she did in the industry prior to that shit was she was valet for Ric Flair, yes, yeah, she was valet for a ton of people, Flair, Sandman, yeah. Um, oh, who uh, was in charge of the the dungeon? Kevin Sullivan, thank you, yeah, she was married to him, like that was their ex husband, which they could ask Kevin Sullivan, but I think there's some heat there. I'm sure. (laughs) Um, I know that. Michael Michael Benoit is trying to become a wrestler now. He is so, the spitting image of his father. Which it's is why amazing. they'll never let him in WWE. No. They'll never be there because just because of that. They should let him just so he can fix. I would say the put legacy. a mask on him. He's the one person where I would say you need to change the name. Benoit will not work. I can put a but mask they, on him, make him Wild Pegasus. Yeah, you know, just like Benoit used to be. And let him fix the fix that whole thing. I don't know if he'll ever be as good in the ring because that's I doubt it. I don't think anybody could be as good in the ring. But anyway, moving on to the bad segments of Monday Night Raw. <laughs> no, oh, can Kate... I take the lead on this one real quick? Have... Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Charlotte's promo <laughs> when Bianca comes out, then Sonya comes out. I love that the whole thing devolves into Charlotte saying. Sonia, I owe you one. You attacked me and I owe you. That being said, Bianca, get her. <laughs> and she does. Like, not once does Bianca turn and go, bitch, I don't know who you think you are. <laughs> but you, A, don't make the matches because, her words, you don't go here. <laughs> don't and B, she's here. your problem. <laughs> like, I have a psycho with a spooky family to worry about. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was that was that whole segment was awful, and that match was awful. 
they cut the steel cage, but they kept that. Yeah, they they should have cut that, but they had to give Charlotte her like twenty five minutes. So, um, don't get me wrong, Charlotte's a good worker and everything else, but I just don't care about that segment. the The cage match would have been, you know, if they wanted to put Charlotte in a match, they should have made that like they should have put those two in the cage match with Becky and you know. Like, or, sure, why not? Do a champion or do a champion with someone else thing. Like, they do it all the time, the strange partner thing. Uh, they should just, you know they, what they should do? They should have done for Raw 30. They should have, like, played nice with with uh, Sasha Banks. Said, come back. We're going to have a, a, a four-way dance in a cage with the horsewomen. Oh, that would have been fun. It would have been fucking God amazing. to dream. I don't know why they don't do that shit. It's not hard. You know what I mean? It's right there. Yep. You know? <laughs> I don't get it. Uh, and it would have been easy. It would have been easy to do. <laughs> Said, here, we'll give you money. Come and do this. Right. She'd be like, okay, I like money. I, I know We'll give I you your namesake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, you can use Sasha Banks wherever you want to go. Um yeah, that, that no cage match thing was stupid. Uh, there was no reason for them not to do it. It looked like ass that they didn't do it. What and they still wasted the time. Like they, they could have had the match, you know, but they wasted so much damn time with whatever. Apparently, the bloodline segment they said went too long. Yeah, and that's why they cut it. But there were other things they could have cut, like that stupid shit backstage with the poker game and cares you know what i mean like like i give a shit about jbl and fucking baron uh, corbin baron corbin you know what i mean that was like 10 minutes of segments they could have used towards that cage match and no. really that whole segment was okay we need godfather to make a joke we need ron simmons to say damn that was it i would have preferred just to have ron simmons and and charles uh godfather like talk to each other and do their little shit together and yeah. just not have JBL and or JBL and Corbin do something stupid and Ron Simmons just looks up and goes Damn <laughs> That probably spiked my audio here when I did that. <laughs> um Damn. Uh but yeah, that was just still stupid. Uh that six man tag I was talking about earlier. Way too long. Oh way fuck. too long. That match was what forty minutes long. It went through like three commercial breaks, which is one of those right there. Hey guys, we're gonna cut this down from an hour to thirty minutes, and then ladies, you get your cage. Yeah, there that. It wasn't even a good match. No, it was. It, it was, was very paint by the numbers. It just it happened. I I don't know why they make the decisions they make. You know, something tells me because like. You know, Triple H was doing so well with booking and everything like that. Something tells me that Vince is already in charge of creative. They're just not telling everybody. You know what I mean? And he is apparently suggesting changes around the office. Oh, yeah. So he's definitely, that was all his idea. Right. Which, like, huh, for a guy who came back just to sell a company, you sure are making a lot of decisions. Yeah. Like your company would be worth a hell of a lot more if you'd allow good storylines and things like that, because then people would want to buy it. Right. You continue that the ratings, but you're just doing stupid shit to like. Anyway, okay. <laughs> yeah, too too long. Uh, the we talked about the women's segment being boring. 
I'm sorry, wrestling world, but I do not like Austin Hypothesis. I do not like him. <laughs> That's what I call him, Austin Hypothesis, because because it's 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 just a it's, it's just not a dumb. theory. It's not a theory that he's good. It's more of a question of why he's good. <laughs> <laughs> Austin Hypothesis. Uh, I don't like him. Uh, Bobby Lashley's meh. You know, they haven't done anything with Omos. Like, he's like, I'll do this without Omos. And then, and it, like, building up to, like, Omos coming down or something weird. So what do they do? We just bring Brock Lesnar in. Why not? Fuck it. <laughs> Brock Lesnar. Why not? Well, even I'll do it without Omos, like, who hasn't done much anyway. <laughs> well, I mean, you could have had Brock Lesnar in Omos. You know what I mean? Like, looking eye to eye. Well, Brock Lesnar. I don't think Brock would have trusted that. <laughs> no, probably not. He didn't want to get hurt. I wonder also, could he reach him to completely do the F5 on it? Like, that's an impressive wingspan you'd need. Omos is in the rumble. He he sure is. And I think, what, Lashley is too? Lashley is, yes. Brock Lesnar, they haven't announced it. He's probably going to be in there for the sole purpose of getting into a feud with Lashley, which ultimately lead to Omos getting involved in whatever bullshit they decide to do with that. Which also um, leads to once again, if Austin Theory is the future, he's on the back burner again. <laughs> like yeah, the they're, end they're, of the sh- yeah. the end of the show was literally Brock Lesnar f fiving Theory onto an already f fived Lashley. Yeah, so basically, Austin hypothesis is just happenstance. Yeah, like he's he's a champion because of happenstance. Like yeah, he didn't earn he it. He is champion because everyone is fighting everyone else around him, and he, and he just basically falls on whoever whoever dies. And he's <laughs> just like, oh yeah, God. Uh, and that was my next point. Brock again, really? Yeah. Um, at least it's not Brock and Braun, or no, Brock, or and, Brock Braun and Braun actually. Brock and Braun actually might not have been that bad, but like at least it's not Braun and Omos, you know, again. Yeah, that was a fucking dumpster fire. Um, my last thing was hardly any entrance announced for the Rumble because everyone already knows Cody's going to win, so who cares? Yep, it's uh, 2002 all over again. Uh huh. Yep. Uh, and that was kind of all my points I had about Raw 30. That wraps everything up I had. You want to talk about some Ring of Honor match? Yeah, we can do that. Um, I can go through my points real quick with AEW Dynamite if you want. Oh, sure, sure. Uh, my good points about AEW Dynamite this, that was on yesterday, that was on Wednesday, yesterday. Ruby Soho going over was great. I like her. She's awesome. Uh, the Mark Briscoe Jay Lethal match was wonderful and emotional. I don't want to say this because it's really kind of a shitty thing. But the match wasn't that good, but it was nice to see Mark be able to go in and do that. So the match gets a five star for me because of that. I actually had a note that you could just see them both fighting back in motion. So yeah, I in no way was I expecting a complete five star classic from them, but what they did was everything we needed. Yeah. And that made that made the night to me. That was the main thing. Daniel Bryan, Brian Cage, good match. Um two completely different styles, which which was great. It didn't clash. It was it was just really good. No offense, AJ Styles. Uh, <laughs> so here's my bad stuff about EW Dynamite real quick. 
Jericho seemed flat. He didn't get he didn't secure the win for his team. Like it was just he was in the background and Sammy Guevara was doing all the work basically. That whole um, feud seems to have cooled off for me. Like Ricky Starks doesn't seem to mean as much. Action Andretti just doesn't seem to mean as much. Action Andretti S- never meant a much never meant much to me anyway. Somehow Sammy Guevara can sneak in front of Ricky Starks standing on the top ropes looking directly at him. <laughs> Maybe he's like invisible boy in mystery men. When he completely <laughs> stands still, no one can see him. <laughs> That's a dated reference, but whatever. Uh Angman Page segment was boring and lame. I didn't care. Yeah. Um it's another Plus, example. Are we getting a weird will they won't they with Renee and Hangman? I don't know. Like it's a weird dynamic they have going on right now. I I really don't know. All I know is that as a whole, AEW Dynamite proved to me once again that they're not utilizing their better talent. You know what I mean? They're they're uh, Daniel Daniel Bryan, you know, or Brian Danielson, whatever you want to call him. Um that was good. I mean, he, he's their, probably their best star they have. You know? <laughs> um, let's see. The always annoying arm, shoulder, knee bullshit going into that match with Brian. Uh, the match they're going to go into with him and him and MJF later. They're going to work that stupid yep. angle. It's going to be just like Bret Hart. and oh, Anytime Bret Hart and Owen Hart met somewhere. Bret Hart's knee would be bad or something. It was annoying. And I feel like I would look forward to the Thatcher match if I didn't know exactly what Thatcher was going to go after. Yeah, that match would have been solid as shit if it would have been for that. Um, Mox and Page again. Like, <laughs> I, Jesus. Um, Darby and Joe, way too fucking late. Like, three weeks too late. Yeah. That that feud's already been killed because Darby's already had two other matches where and Joe didn't Wardlow, show up or talk or anything. Is Wardlow injured or dead or both? Or I have no freaking clue. No clue. Uh, so my notes for Impact. Like he got his hair cut off and then just nothing at nothing. all. I, maybe he's like Samson. They cut his hair and he doesn't have any powers <laughs> anymore. Now. Another really dated reference. Well, at least Samson got his hair cut by Delilah. Yeah, I know, right? Or, or not, not, not by big old Samoa Joe. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe Samoa Joe is Delilah. <laughs> that's weird. Uh, um, so that's all my AEW notes. Impact notes, I didn't care enough to watch it. I did not. Uh, NXT, we already talked about. Goddamn tired of Grayson Waller, Braun Breaker. Grayson Waller sucks, I don't like him. The tag teams there are meh. And the women's division is meh. And that's kind of it. That's all my notes for this week's wrestling. <laughs> that's like, it for this week. <laughs> I sound like a sad, annoying, depressed, negative asshole. I sound like a negative Nancy. But, but it's just because you know how good it could be. Yeah. And there's so much potential you see that's not being used. God, I wish they... Like, I at one point I was, like, supposed to do some stuff with creative at NXT. And uh, it kind of just... It didn't go anywhere. It's like, man, I wish they would give me a goddamn chance to go in there. Like after Mania, where they got to start fresh and go and I can go. All right, guys, I'm going to take this bitch over. Let mm-hmm. me write your fucking shows. 
Like, I'm not the greatest writer in the world, but I'm better than all of them. Right. <laughs> you know? <laughs> all yeah, right, let's go into be our... I to do better, but I can't do worse. <laughs> yeah. All right, we can go into our, our deep dive for the night. So, so this match is going to be from Ring of Honor Supercard of Honor number seven on April 5th, 2013. Kevin Steen, who was Kevin Owen, no, who is Kevin Owens now in WWE versus Jay Briscoe. Just a real quick little background on this. It had been 839 days since Kevin Steen was defeated. Oh, God. Kevin Steen was going in as the champion. Okay, so there was a group called Scum which stood for suffering, chaos, ugliness, and mayhem. I, I would have workshopped that a twinge more, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> Worst part is it was a good faction, but just not the greatest of names when they said what it stood for. <laughs> but it was made up of Jimmy Jacobs, and there was this whole where does Kevin Steen stand with the ring of scum who's trying to destroy ring of honor? <laughs> and that was during this match of just, we don't know whose side he's on. Is he with ring of honor? Is he with scum? We don't know, but we sure <laughs> did find out not much, but we found out. <laughs> so one of the things I loved of this is in the very beginning, it takes like two minutes before they even tie up after the bell rings. Yes. It was very like they come long. out and they milked it. Mm-hmm. Yep. So and... I I thought scum meant super crappy, um, underappreciated mukbang. <laughs> <laughs> no, that okay. is half of YouTube now. <laughs> yeah, you know. Me I'm I'm eating Jolly Ranchers, so <laughs> Almost as if it's a super crappy underrated mukbang. <laughs> that is meta. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> All right. So anyway, so continue. In, oh. in the match, Jay comes in with a shoulder injury. So much like what we just got done saying, you saw Kevin Steen working over the shoulder a lot. As he mm -hmm. should... But unfortunately, it kind of tells you where the match is going the whole time. Yep. And and every five minutes, Nigel McGuinness is like, he's worried about his shoulder. <laughs> Everybody, his shoulder. Like every five minutes, Nigel McGuinness is like, shoulder. <laughs> well, let's see. Early on in the match, Dean takes control with a great-looking DDT that sends Jay... Into the corner Ooh, and that, was followed yeah. with a stiff forearm straight to the face. Dude, that and that DDT was beautiful. Yes, it, it was. was. It was beautiful. Like, as good as that Macho Man elimination was that we talked about for the 1990 Royal Rumble, <laughs> that was this DDT, just almost completely vertical to the mat. Oh, yeah. It was so good. I watched it. And I was like, "Damn!" Well, I think literally, I I did the Farouk thing. Like I was like Ron <laughs> Simmons. I was like, "Damn!" Okay, sorry. Nope, you're fine. <laughs> so, the big thing I put in here is a lot of times 
there's outside interference in that scum would run to the ring, but then Mark Briscoe and maybe a family member or two would chase them away. Then finally, the entire ROH locker room <laughs> empties out and surrounds the ring yep. and beats back scum. But there's no interference in the match itself. Which is nice for a change. Isn't it? It's, it's not. Yeah, it's nice. Because, you know, well, Steve Carino was going to be running around. I thought Steve Carino was going to, like, interfere and all this other shit. Because I'd never seen this match before I watched it. So this, I actually didn't time. expect who did. I didn't remember the match well. I knew I had seen it, but I didn't really remember what happened. I totally forgot the end when Matt Hardy goes for a twist of fate on Briscoe. Steen stops it. Then it, that's when... Yeah, you were just outside. You're fine. You're fine, Xena. <laughs> yeah, well, you're princess. <laughs> we'll get into my cat's names later. Okay. <laughs> Her name is actually Shorty, but after that little run outside, I think she's earned it for the night. Fair. <laughs> but yeah, that is when Briscoe finally hits the J driver after trying for three different times to get it. And then mm. we have the entire Briscoe family going into the ring. Mom, dad, brothers, uncles, everybody. I got some mentions about some of, some of the moves in that match that I thought were just nuts. So, so uh, Kevin Sullivan does that cannonball like he does now, you know, in the corner. Mm-hmm. Dude, that cannonball looked fucking hardcore compared to Brutal. what he does now. <laughs> like, what he does now is just so, like, bleh, you know, like, but that thing was like, bleh. And then Nigel would get his shirt up. I've been knocked out by that several times. <laughs> <laughs> and then the uh, he did the pop-up power bomb onto the apron. Yes. Which was vicious as fuck. It was really good. It looked great. And then at the end of the match, the, the way they finished it with the um, the double underhook pile driver which was scary i watched it i was i was scared like when i first saw it i was like oh my god that's that's there was very little daylight between the two yeah i was like oh my god like that's (laughs) scary but yeah it was it looked really good and everything was fine but man pile drivers always make me nervous but especially double underhook pile drivers like that i've never seen anything like that before that was i was like what the fuck is <laughs> what did he just do? And uh, but yeah, it looked really good. Um, so yeah, that's what I have about the moves of the match. Some real hard hitting shit, some stiff shots. It was just good. So yeah, we end the match. Steen has a microphone and he's kind of staring down the whole family. Then Kevin just drops the mic, shakes Jay's hand, and he's out. And we have our new world champion. Yep. And this was the year, this was what, 2013? Yes. So was this when Kevin was leaving? Yep, it was just before that. So that must have been why the crowd was like saying thank you, Steen, and all that. Okay. I thought maybe that was when he was getting ready to leave. So, but yeah, you mentioned the scum thing and the Ring of Honor thing. That was weird. Like scum versus Ring of Honor and scum's trying to take control and of ring of honor and that whole thing was i feel going like on. they were trying to recreate they had done a czw versus roh type of thing 
I think they were trying to recreate that. Mm. Okay. Makes sense. The problem is scum is not CZW. <laughs> yeah, well, but I mean, okay, Jimmy Jacobs, good worker. Steve Carino, good fucking worker. Kevin Steen, good fucking worker. They had a really, really uh Rhino was in. Rhino was in that stable. There was a bunch of those guys. And they were all really like solid like workers. So I mean, at least the stable was full of like people that could back up being a sh- an evil stable. Yeah. So, there's that. It wasn't just like oh, did I, here's here's like this big guy and here's like Gilberg and and uh, you know, Scorpio in like one of his 55 gimmicks and uh <laughs> and like and why not? Let's throw Bart Gunn in there for some reason. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> right. <laughs> Kind of like Paul Roma when he was in the uh, when the he was four in the horsemen. Four Horsemen. It's like really, I don't care. Paul Roma, the young stallions weren't very good. <laughs> I, I think Triple H said it best on the Four Horsemen DVD, where he goes, "The job guy from WWE." <laughs> <laughs> yep. Which so, I, I did yeah. love. There were people online who just. There's no way he said that. It wasn't WWE yet. Like, I think you're focusing on the wrong part of that quote, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, the whole time, like, man, Nigel McGinnis is such a high-pitched voice. Like, he didn't, when they put him in NXT, he wasn't that, like, high-pitched. So I'm thinking maybe Vince was coaching him, like, you can't be so shrill. <laughs> you have to sound like an adult. That's what my maybe that's why they kicked him like he kicked him and now they've got Wade Barrett with a much deeper British voice. Such a de- Barrett has such a distinguished voice. It's amazing. Yep. And well, I mean Nigel McGinnis was fine in NXT. I mean, oh yeah, the one thing going back to uh Raw 30. Raw 30 would have been perfect if it would have been um commentated um play by play by Mauro Ronaldo. Just saying. No, that would have been fun. Well, anyway, back to this match. It was a. I liked this match. It was fun. It was really nice to see it. I hadn't seen it before, and uh, real emotional towards the end. Um, very stiff towards the end with the with the wrestling, which was great. Yeah. It made you feel every single hit that they did, and uh, yeah, it was just, it was cool. I liked it a lot. And I even tell people the match itself is it's. Good. It's not the best match you'll ever see, but boy, does it tell a great story by the end of it. It does, and there's so many like um, aspects to that story. Like, there's so many things going on, and then there's the match. And like you said before, there's no none of that other stuff is spilling into the actual match. Other than Hardy trying to interfere, yeah. but then not doing it anyway. Yeah, and the, and not even getting stopped by the 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 pro, the, the face. He was stopped by the heel. Because yeah. the heel was showing his ring of honor. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was good. It was good. They need to have more matches like that. A little bit of a slow starter, I thought. Yep. But it it ended on it ended real well. It had a good build to it. Had a lot of um, really good, uh, a lot of good ring psychology going on in the match, which you don't see a lot anymore. Um, and I didn't think it was too long. No, like, I think it was. Perfect, I think it was about like, right. I think it was like twenty-five, maybe thirty minutes to include entrances. 
Yeah, and and the celebration. Yes. So you're looking at about seven, 16, 17 minutes? Something like that. And that was perfect. It worked perfectly for what they were trying to do. So that's awesome. That's actually one of my issues. They've got the Iron Man match coming up where my only issue with Iron Man matches is I find I'm not as excited in the beginning because I know this part doesn't really matter. Right. (laughs) (laughs) It only matters after the guy gets the first pinfall or submission. Right. Other than that, it's all right. I'm going to grab some popcorn, maybe a soda. So this is AEW, right? The Iron Man match. Yeah, it's going to be Danielson MJF. So that's the match. That's the Iron Man match. Yes. Damn. And it's an hour. That is what I am led to believe. Damn. And you don't see too many hour Iron Man matches. I haven't seen one since WrestleMania 12. Not I an hour. There was, there was that one Brock and Kurt Angle on SmackDown, but I don't remember what year. Was it an hour? I thought it was like 30 minutes or something. I thought it was an hour. I could definitely You're be probably wrong. right. Like, my memory sucks. So <laughs> you're probably right. The only thing that made that so much different in my mind was Lesnar just lays Kurt out with a chair shot right away. It's like, <laughs> I may be DQ'd, but he's decapitated, so. Yep. Yep. Oh, well, that was good. I'm glad you picked that match. That was good, and it, and it helped us in our own way honor Jay Briscoe. Yes, and in what little way we could. I mean, we don't, we're new. The podcast is new. We, we have, we have a few subscribers. We have a few people downloading. Oh, but nice. We do. We have, I think we had four or five downloads from Spotify and Apple last week. So well, it has to thank start you somewhere. We're, we're working on it. <laughs> and, but yeah, I think that was a really good way. No, I mean, we don't have a lot of people watching, but the people that are watching got to see us honor the way we could honor. And, uh, and that's and I that's so I'm really glad you picked this one because it was it was a good way to do it. So the Briscoes, my first okay, so my first um introduction to the Briscoes was not even wrestle wasn't even a wrestling show. So there's a there's a, a PC game called Total Extreme Wrestling. Have you heard of it? It's really fucking it's made by Grey Dog Software. It's, it sounds familiar. But I think it might be because of all those like backyard wrestling games and insane championship wrestling games. See, this was like a this was more of like a simulator than it was an actual wrestling. So like okay. you could you actually were you took on the role as the the owner of a promotion. It was basically like GM mode dialed up to fucking 180,000. Like you booked the matches, you had to set you actually had to set the con by the contracts. You had to um you had to um even make up the title belts like you had to create your own title belts create your own promotion um set up your negotiation tv deals and your sponsorship like it was that in depth and it's still it's still around they make a new one like every year it's a great game um if you're listening to tew like sponsor the show maybe (laughs) they're like no fuck that guy um but they had a on the game they you know they had their own thing when you when you bought it because they obviously they couldn't put in like you know actual real wrestlers and stuff but but like the community would make patches for the game like little things where you put it in and it was like real life scenarios like it was like the 1980s okay you played in the 80s or the early 2000s or 
the Monday Night Wars, but it was all the promotions involved. It wasn't just those two. It was like CZW and 3PW and, and all of them were on there. And you could either create your own promotion or you could try to become the booker for one of those other promotions, like when they had set up, which was great. So anyway, I'm playing this and I, I create my own promotion and I try to negotiate contracts with wrestlers. And I, the first tag team that popped up on my radar on that game was Mark and Jay Briscoe. That's a good one to start with. Yeah. So it's like 2008, I think, is when I, when I got that patch for that game. And I was like, okay, so I had Jose and Joel Maximo. Remember those guys? Vaguely. Uh, I had uh, some other people, blah, blah, blah. I had Generico. I had some other people that I stole from from other promotions but i had i had jay and mark briscoe and they were like my head tag team so that was my very first introduction to them and ever since that and they were always giving me good ratings for their matches that i've always been a fan of the briscoes <laughs> so it made me actually like seek them out and be like oh to watch the briscoes matches so that's kind of how i got started on them so stupid story but fun no, mine, the way I found out was I, I live in the Baltimore area and Ring of Honor was based out of there. So every now and then friends would just go to an ROH show. And every now and then there was like, man, there was never that moment for the Briscoes. They no. always, it was, their matches were insane. Their family was always there causing all sorts of a ruckus. <laughs> That's awesome. They went, they would take a beer from the fans and just wing it into the crowd. <laughs> Which would suck if you were under it because then that meant you got beer all over you, but moving on. You're driving home, you get pulled over right. for something silly. They're like, you smell like alcohol. I'm like, <laughs> and you're just like, dim boys. Like, I don't know what to tell you, man. Dim boys. <laughs> uh, but yeah. But speaking oh, yeah. of tag teams, you want to do our top fives? Yes, let's do that. All right, so the way we set this up, these are just our favorite tag teams, not the best tag teams. So quick side note on that. I am yeah. more than willing to admit there are tag teams better than what I put on here, but these are just <laughs> my favorites that I went with. As a kid, which ones were the ones that got me the most excited? And okay. kicking off, I put... The Road Warriors, Legion of Doom. Mostly because the WWE put out a Road Warriors DVD and they were the most insane thing I had ever seen at the time. So, of course, I was searching out everything I possibly could. <laughs> so I didn't get to really see Legion of Doom except for Hawk and Animal versus Kane and RVD, which they were still big, but they were not them. And man, that was just that they were an amazing team. That if you have a chance, go look them up. They were so good. Yes, man. Ah, uh, I love the Road Warriors. Okay, so I got to start with my number five, which is probably on anybody and everybody's list. Uh, Rick and Scotty Steiner, the Steiner brothers. Great I love choice. The, I love the Steiners in the NWA and WCW, and I loved them when they came to WWF. I but wish you, I had the chance to see them live as a team. I never oh, got I to see them as a team. I didn't either. I never got to. 
which sucks. But yeah, that's my number five, Rick and Scotty Steiner. And, my uh, number four, and I know I'm going to get hate with this, and I'm perfectly fine. Eminem, <laughs> <laughs> like Mercury, Nitro, Molina. I, I loved it. I loved the over-the-top Hollywood for it. There's not a single red-blooded American male that didn't love Molina's entrance. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're right. You're right. Oh man, I yeah, I liked I liked Eminem. They were a good heel tag team. No one can ever forget that ladder bump to Joey Mercury's face. I know I never will. No, that was the most gnarly thing I think I've ever seen. When he got up and looked just like Frankenstein from Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, like, oh my god. Yeah. That was a that was a match against the Hardys, too. Yes, it was an ECW pay-per-view, I believe, December to Dismember it was. Was it? Am I yeah, probably. Sounds like it's the right timing. So yeah, yeah, that I always liked that. And they were just a good team all together. They were real gimmicky and I liked that kind of thing. They weren't overly gimmicky like 1980s WWF was, you know, like the Bushwhackers. But but they were good. They were fun. And they were actually good athletes, you know. And I always liked, I always liked uh, um, uh, John Morrison anyway. He's always a really, really fun worker. I think he started off as Johnny Nitro. Yeah. So, yeah. (laughs) I love that he changes his name to just suit wherever he's going. <laughs> like on WrestleMania weekend, there's all these independent shows, and my friends and I go to different ones, and you would see Johnny insert name. Yeah, he's just like, like we, we went should... to, yeah, yeah, we went to a show for what's called Blackcraft Wrestling, and the whole time we didn't get it. Just who's Johnny Blackcraft? What? Then he comes out like, oh, I get it. Okay. <laughs> Johnny Mundo in uh, Lucha Underground. <laughs> Johnny Mundo. Impact and Impact. Yep. Oh, uh, God. Johnny Nitro didn't work, though, because he was on Raw. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but I would love. He did. N- he was plan. brought in by Eric Bischoff. So, my new yeah. plan I'm going to get a John Morrison autograph for each of his individual personas. Dude, that would be epic as fuck. You should totally do that. That'd be awesome. I will somehow find a way. It'll probably, you probably it will cost him. far too much, but I'll do it. If you ever meet him, like just have him sign it as all the different things. He'd probably do that. He'd probably oh, be completely God, cool so. with that. Yeah, he'd probably do that. He'd probably, he'd probably think that was cool. He'd be like, that's awesome. <laughs> You know, because I wonder if anyone ever has probably no one's ever asked him to do that. You know, I would love the dude behind me. Just I want to get 10 things signed. No, <laughs> like, but that other guy got 10 autographs. One thing. <laughs> yeah, one thing, bro. That's funny. Ah, uh, so oh, am I is, is it my turn now again? Yes, you're number four. OK, so. Mine was, and this is weird. I had the Road Warriors for number four. Oh, I well, did. good pick. Yep. And uh, so there you go. It, it, I was, it was a toss up. I love the war, Road Warriors, but I figured they were too. I figured they were like everybody likes the Road Warriors. So the other team I was thinking of was uh, was Cron- was Cronus and Perry Saturn. Oh, and, from ECW. Yeah, and mostly just because their finisher was awesome. <laughs> the total elimination. 
All right, but yeah, that's what I that's what I got for was Road Warriors because my introduction to them was the WCW NES game. Okay. Because I, I watched okay, so in my family, like my father and I watched wrestling, but my dad was always like WWF is like the good wrestling. It's the because it was just like the main one was always on. It was like the A-list wrestling. And he would mm-hmm. never let me watch WCW. Because he's like, oh, this is like what the rednecks watch. You don't want to watch that, you know? I'm like, we live in the Midwest. Like, <laughs> I don't think it matters. Um, so I never really got exposed to them early on. But when I did go, I rented the WCW uh, NES game. And they were in the game. They were on the cover of the game. And I was like, whoa, who the fuck are these guys with this paint and these spikes all over them? These guys look fucking cool as shit. And uh, yeah, that's that's like eight year old me being like, "Fuck, man!" <laughs> no, no eight year old me was like, "These guys are awesome." Um, yeah. So, and so that was my experience. But then after that, then a couple years later, they came to WWF as the Legion of Doom, and they showed up with the same. It was red though. They came instead of black ones. They had the red shoulder pads, and it was so cool. Like, and I always loved the Road Warriors, and they beat the shit out of the Evil Demolition. Yes. So. Who even Rob Halford looked at their outfits and said, "Tone it down, guys." <laughs> yeah, and you know, for Rob, I'm Halford sorry, but I have held that. on to that joke for years. <laughs> it was it was well played in this situation. Very well done, well done. So, yeah, your turn for number three. I had the Hardy Boys, the first iteration. Or the first famous iteration? Yes. Not like the so, plaid, the red plaid pants? After the brood. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Michael Hayes. When they were Team Extreme with Lita right yes. around WrestleMania 17 time. Yes. Yes, that was so great. Like, I noticed I was going to put... I wanted to put Edge and Christian on here, but they were so in between of... They weren't as exciting to me as a kid as the Hardys were... They yeah. also weren't as tough as some of the bigger tag team. Tough is probably the wrong word, but they weren't the powerhouses that other teams were. And I've noticed I love the powerhouse wrestling. I don't know why, but I do. <laughs> hey, teach their own, man. Right? Oh, so, okay. My my number three <laughs> is, is uh, for, for reasons. Um, <laughs> this is really funny. Uh, it was, uh, the well, okay, so these guys beat the shit out of Shawn Michaels when he was in the Rockers. <laughs> All roads lead to beat the shit out of Shawn Michaels. <laughs> and no one else is ever going to put this on their list. But I love these guys because they beat the shit out of Shawn Michaels and they had one of the greatest finishing, like, tag team finish. They were like... You had the Doomsday Device with the Road Warriors. You mm-hmm. had the little el- the the top rope elbow held for demolition. You had you know blah 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 from whoever else. Power and glory, the- power and glory had the coolest fucking finisher I had ever seen, and I used to do it all the time when we were wrestling as kids. This the superplex off the rope. As soon as it comes down, Paul Roma does the splash. Boom. Yep. Fucking cool as shit. So Power and Glory is on my list. 
other than FTR, I don't think I've ever seen anyone else even do it before. No, no, I didn't even realize FTR did it. I hadn't, I haven't caught them doing it. They did it like it was during a sequence of moves. So it's one of those if you missed it, you would have missed it. But it wasn't a finishing it, maneuver. It was just okay. yeah. Yeah. And it was one of those, it's an AEW match where everyone kicks out of everything at the time. So. It well, was during the sequence of, I hit you with a big move, you hit me with a big move, I hit you uh, with a bigger move. Okay, I got you. Um, but yeah, they beat. They had a match with the Rockers. What what started Power and Glory, I don't know if you remember what that, how that tag team came about. Do you remember how they formed that team? I do not. Okay, Paul Roma, Paul Roma was getting shit from... Uh, some one of the teams that they were fighting and Hercules was getting pissed off because Paul Roma was getting picked on. So and Hercules came down to the ring and thought the Rockers were giving Paul Roma shit. So Hercules and Paul Roma formed a tag team power and glory with their manager, the doctor of style slick. And they had a match with the Rockers and it started out the match. Bell hadn't even rang yet. They pull Shawn Michaels out of the ring. They grab Hercules's chain and they just whip the shit out of him with it. And then basically the rest of the match is, I think this is a SummerSlam match. Um, the rest of that match is Power and Glory versus Marty Jannetty and Shawn Michaels on the ground crying like Nancy Kerrigan. Like <laughs> another dated reference. But, but, yes. but a good one to anyone who knows it. Yes. And, and so, yeah, Power and Glory are on my list as number three because awesome. <laughs> For number two, I had, and I put them on here, they're mostly known as single stars, but I put them on for the same reason whenever you would watch Justice League and Darkseid showed up and you just went, oh, shit. The Brothers of Destruction, Kane and The Undertaker. Nice. Like, that was one of the ones where just on paper... They can't lose ever, <laughs> and they rarely lost rarely, ever. Yes, yep. I'm man. I remember the first time they were called Brothers of Destruction that I remember. I'm sure they were called that before by in passing or whatever. But I remember when they were specifically called that was during the invasion angle, and they had to go up against uh, Chronic. Yes, Crush and uh, and Adam Bomb. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. That's my little thing. But yeah, that's awesome. That's a good one because they were very, they were a dominant tag team and they were a prominent tag team. And you, and like you said, they never lost. You knew when, when one of them was getting, you know, teamed up on Taking by some people, of. you knew that the other one would show up and then they would have that match where the, someone was going to get their asses kicked. <laughs> and they could now blend storylines together like WrestleMania 17. Stephanie McMahon takes out a restraining order against The Undertaker, and at one point he's like, all right, well, you don't have a restraining order against my brother? Hey. Go to, hey, my big little brother. Go one of my favorite moments with The Undertaker and Kane was there was when they had the brand, the very first brand split, and uh, I think Kane, Kane was on Raw, and The Undertaker was on SmackDown, and it was, it was, and they had, there was a I little guy. I know exactly guy, what you're going to say. Heidenreich. Yeah. Where, or Heid, where Undertaker's feuding with Heidenreich and Kane's feuding with like, Gene Snitsky or something. Yeah. Or some, I don't yeah. know if it was Gene Snitsky or someone else, 
but they're both backstage and they're both just like have their heads down like they're dealing with some bullshit and undertaker's like yeah sorry you know they're like sorry man I'm got this you know <laughs> i was like that's so awesome so oh i think my favorite with them had to be it, it's big show backstage and he's like looking for somebody i can't even remember who but he's just knocking over doors slamming doors open then he slams open one and you just see him oh as he comes out kane and the undertaker <laughs> come out and just beat the hell out of him <laughs> and taker who always had these classic one-liners as biker taker just goes next time knock <laughs> oh god i love the biker taker <laughs> big evil man big evil was such a cool like rendition of the undertaker it reminded me so much of arnold schwarzenegger in just there's always a one-liner somewhere to be found <laughs> awesome yes um but your number two, go for it. Uh, okay, so my number two, uh, pretty, uh, it's pretty. I mean, it's probably on a lot of people's lists. Devon, uh, get the tables. The Dudleys, as they should be on anyone's <laughs> list. Fucking love the Dudleys. And the look, the the when they first came to WWE, I I watched them in ECW. Because that was, for some odd reason, I got a station in the Midwest that picked up, it was the Madison Square Garden channel, which is pretty common, but not back in like 1995. Mm-hmm. And my sister had a weird satellite company that no one ever heard of, and they just happened to have MSG. So I got to watch ECW Hardcore TV. Okay. I got to watch it when it was airing. So, um, but yeah. Yeah, I got to see the Dudleys. Um, I didn't get to see a lot of the earlier Dudleys, but it, like with just like Sign Guy and Big Dick Dudley and Dudley Dudley and all those, you know. And Dances with Dudley. Dances with Dudley. <laughs> and that guy that was on Jeopardy tonight. There was a guy on Jeopardy tonight that had the glasses. He looked like a fucking Dudley. And I kept looking over at my kid because my kid's watching Jeopardy with me during dinner. And I go, hey, look, because the guy's name was John. And I kept calling him John Dudley. And my kid's like, why do you keep calling him that? It just says his name's John. I'm like, you just don't understand. I was like, I will you show you. get me. I will show you things. It's the glasses. Get a good look at his glasses. And I will show you some Bubba Ray Dudley and Devon Dudley shit later. And he's like, whatever. <laughs> and he left. So, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Um, fucking love the Dudleys. WWE Dudleys with Bubba's weird stare. Like, yeah, there was a weird, uh, I hesitate to use the word fetish, but it seemed like, especially when Trish Stratus was doing the videos about tables. <laughs> <laughs> well, like he would do, like anytime there was like ultra violence, yes. Bubba, Bubba would go into a trance and it was always violence he caused. So it was like when he put May Young through the space. table, he put May Young through the table and when he was yep. on the ground, he was like. fucking great well my number one is the reason i wore fatigues for an entire semester of school the dudley boys team 3d yes see we're on the same page oh yeah and the reason i put them ahead of the brothers of destruction was they were the team like they were 
if you want the number one favorite who's going to go out there and win the match, that's your guys. Yes. So you were really excited when in the, in that really shitty Royal Rumble where Bubba Ray made his return. Yes, I was, I, I was too. I was too. <laughs> like the return of the glasses, everything I loved. Even their run in TNA, it was good. It was, and Devon was jacked for that run. Oh yeah, dude. Like, especially get, the traps. He doesn't get nearly enough credit for how good he is. Like Devon, I think just part of it good. is when he was a singles in WWE. The, what was he? Not the Deacon. That was Batista, but the Reverend Devon. Yeah, Reverend like, Devon. You gave him a silly thing. You left Bubba as Bubba, and then you made Devon silly. <laughs> um, I was because Devon's like, I think his real name is Devon Hughes, and I always thought that he was Curtis Hughes's like brother or something. Okay. Do you remember Curtis Hughes? Mr. Hughes, yeah. Yeah, Mr. Hughes. I always thought yep. they were related. I always thought, like, like because they kind of look... I mean, Curtis Hughes is big. Like, he's just a big, bulking dude. But they kind of had uh, similar facial features. And it was probably the hair. Because they had the same hair. Yep. So I always thought that they were, like, you know, they were, like, a family or whatever. But they weren't. So it threw me off. I actually had a person at work today ask me off wrestling topic, but... Are Ryan Reynolds and Burt Reynolds related? <laughs> They're both actors. <laughs> and have the same last name. That's really funny. <laughs> I just love the idea that on one side of the family is the super serious Burt Reynolds side. On the other side is the fun-loving Ryan Reynolds side. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, like, I could picture Ryan Reynolds being in Cannonball Run. Yeah. I could picture that. It'd be him and, like, him and uh, and Jack Black. Like Jack Black is the Dom DeLuise character. So it'd be Ryan Reynolds even, and Jack Black in the car with the nuns. I could even picture a Burt Reynolds cameo in Deadpool. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think that's going to happen, but... <laughs> Unless you get a couple flashlights and a shovel. Yeah. <laughs> that's so bad no all right my note you want to hear my number one yes i would love to this is probably not on a lot of people's list but every time i watch these guys they had a and i don't know, kind of describe it. we'll see if you can figure out who i'm talking about they had one of the craziest feuds with the nasty boys in wcw that i've ever seen uh a lot of one of the very first uh, hardcore matches I've ever seen. And we'll go with Max Payne and Cactus Jack. I was just thinking Man Mountain Rock and Cactus Jack. Man Mountain Rock and Mankind. <laughs> <laughs> Two mans. <laughs> Two men so manly they rocked. God, like that was the first. That was the first like hardcore match I think I had ever really just watched. It was on WCW Saturday night or one of the pay-per-views or some shit. That was I got one this... of the most brutal matches I ever watched. Yes, and that dude, that, gl- that was my introduction to Cactus Jack. Like I'd never seen him before that because I never really watched WCW or anything. Mm-hmm. So that was the first time I saw him. So I was into that. 
Oh, yeah. No, that was on. I only knew about that match off of Mick Foley's DVD. Oh, and then, yeah. of course, it was, well, I have to go research some stuff now. Yes. Yeah, that match, that's one of my favorite tag team uh, tag teams because they just were just nuts. They were just whack jobs. Yeah. Because Cactus Jack, they had him build, you know, because I went back and did research as well um, when I was a kid and I saw that match. And I went back and did research as well, and I was like, wow, this fucking Cactus Jack guy's a goddamn wacko. <laughs> <laughs> and he's got this weird, like, metal, like, rock and roll metal dude who's also a fucking whack job. And they're beating the shit out of these two other guys that are even bigger whack jobs that keep shoving their faces, people's faces in their armpits. Because I knew I knew the Nasty Boys because of WWF. Yeah. Because I because uh, they had they were in there for a little while, you know, I think until like 93. And uh, so, yeah, that's why I chose them. <laughs> nope. Those are finalists, I think. I think, yeah, we both had good lists. Good lists. I mean, we could go like we could do odd ass tag teams that we were just like what the hell yeah but we weren't but we would not be allowed to put any jim Hurd tag teams on that list damn there goes all of my top 20 <laughs> the ding dongs the dynamic <laughs> dudes you know who somehow john, went john to the ring with skateboards and never rode a skateboard <laughs> could you imagine john laurinitis trying to ride a skateboard I wish you they would have had John Laurinaitis trying to go to a convention. Oh yeah, ooh. ooh, no, that was even rough. Going like, you must know you're not wanted, right? Nobody liked that guy. The like, talent didn't like him. I don't even think Vince really liked him. I think Vince just had him there because he kept telling him yes. Plus, your whole job was to be the bad guy, like the real life. <laughs> hey man, budget cuts. Yeah, you're fired. Uh, Vince says. <laughs> oh my god yeah there'd be a lot of tag teams like weird not necessarily bad tag teams but weird tag teams like jerry blackwell and scott hall from from <laughs> awa it's a weird tag team was it was it freaking paul diamond and pat tanaka like not the orient express <laughs> right like when they were in awa you know like <laughs> that was some weird stuff so there's just no, I would definitely need taking. to research that one a bit. <laughs> we need to do like, did we decide what our next week's top five was going to be? Um, I thought we were going with the top five Kings. Yes. We were talking about, <laughs> well, we we're going to deep dive into the Kings. Okay. Into like, no, we were deep diving into, was that what we we're doing? Deep diving into the Kings for next week. We can certainly decide now. <laughs> yeah. The crown, like we were, because the whole like crown thing, you know, like, yeah. how it started and how it ended and it's still going kind of you know every now and then when they decide to they get a wild hair up their ass and decide to do it um our for top five maybe we should do like our maybe we should do the weirdest factions okay like the strangest factions because i know there were a lot of weird ones <laughs> there were there were even ones that sounded like a good idea until they were put together. Yeah, and then that didn't quite work. <laughs> or, I mean, or you can do our favorite factions. That might be better. Let's start with our favorites. Yeah, Because okay. I would definitely need to research the weirdest ones. Yeah, that's true. Let's do our, yeah, we'll do our top five favorite factions next time. Alrighty. And we'll deep dive into the history of the title of 
king in in the WWF and WWE. In just the WWE or in wrestling? Did they have more kings other than WWF? Well, I was thinking Jerry the King Lawler was definitely king way before he was in WWF. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, we can talk about we can talk about all kings in wrestling. The pinnacle cause... of royalty. <laughs> the pinnacle of royalty. That's some good <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah, that'll be fun. We'll do that. And then our deep dive into the because like one of the other things I want to deep dive later, and I thought about it this time was the 1990 Intercontinental Championship Tournament. Do you remember that? Not enough that I can say anything about it. It was. It like, was. It's uh, one of those I am aware it happened. It was one of those things where something happened and they had to, um, they had to get rid of. They had to like vacate the Intercontinental Championship for some reason, and so they held this giant tournament on on like WWF superstars and wrestling challenge and all that. Okay. So, yeah. That'll be a different time for that's just something that throughout Sounds through my good. Head. But yeah, next week we'll do a a, a dive into the yeah, the royal favorite of factions. Five, five favorite, favorite factions, factions and a deep dive on kings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, someone will probably like it. <laughs> God, I hope. I know I at mean, least two people will. <laughs> I know someone likes Logan Paul out there, so someone's got to like us. <laughs> at least I'm not in a suicide forest. <laughs> All right. That's it for us for tonight. Uh, uh, for this episode, episode two of uh, The Young and the Restless. I mean, <laughs> headlines, headlocks, and hijinks. I am Gringo Fantastico. And my co-host, Jason the Turtleneck Hilton. Jason the Turtleneck Hilton. <laughs> Coming to the ring. No, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do the fink. Um, all right, everybody, take it easy and have a good one. And we will talk with you next week. And I hope you guys enjoy what we've done for you. <laughs> take or care. to you. Either way. That's good shit. <laughs> <laughs> that might actually get someone to make us uh, not do our podcast anymore, and the company will have to like bring Stephanie McMahon to do this podcast for us until we decide we want to come back and do our podcast. As long as, <laughs> as long as we get to see the Stephanie McMahon creepy smile, I'm good. Like I have never seen a more scrunched face. Yeah, she's like. You can't see my face, like right. It's amazing because it's like she's a very attractive woman, but what happened when you smiled? Just a lot of a lot of built up animosity, and there there's a lot of anger in that in that face of all the bullshit yeah. from over the years. So, all right, that's it for us, everybody. Take it easy, and we'll talk to you. Well, we won't talk to you, but you'll hear from us next week. So, take it easy. <laughs>